Yeah, you shit. You know why. You know why. So let's get let's get going on tonight's show. And we are back. Hey, how are you? How you like? How are you guys? Good, good. How you like the weather? I'm loving the weather. Loving it. Loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, we're getting a break. We're getting to see some snow and a bunch of different things that we really don't get to experience here in Southeast Texas. So I'm excited about that. We're great. Uh, You guys have you have uh, you have lights. Oh yeah, power. <laughs> right, we did maintain power. I kind of slipped. That's kind of why I'm not on the. Uh, I did a little slip and fall, so I'm oh, laying down, okay. but I'm good. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good. I mean, it's been it's cold. It was cold, and it has been cold, and we're yeah. expecting some more cold weather to, in the morning. So, but hey, I'm ready. We are ready. So, uh. I do want yes one little announcement um, because we had been focusing on my Southeast Texas Stacey Abrams presents due to the bad weather we did postpone our event for tomorrow it's going to be next Wednesday February the twenty fourth from six thirty to eight thirty the candidates won't change we just kind of postponed it. Because we didn't want people to kind of be out in the bad weather. I didn't know what the nature of the weather would be tomorrow evening around 6.30. And um, just kind of give people time to regroup that's been without power and without lights and all of these different things. And, I, baby, I don't want them to miss my event. So I want you to have plenty of time to gather yourself and be prepared. I'm going to try to show up next Wednesday. Yes, I think that would be great. I hope yeah. that you do. Because everybody was looking for you, Tony. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you know, I'm going to try to show up with my mask on, this social distance. <laughs> We're going to be ready there. Okay, right. guys. Let's introduce our guest for tonight. Well, first, I guess we should say Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Well, I'm going to come back to that. Uh, oh. I, you know, I was going to come back to oh, that. Oh, you're going to bring him in? Okay, well, go I ahead know, and bring I'm him gonna in. Let you bring, no, I'm going to let you bring him in. And I know we're going to go into our intro, but uh, I don't want you to let folks to know that who's who's our guest tonight. Oh, we are super excited tonight. We have Miles Haynes running for City Council Ward 4 against. Ward 2. Ward 2. I'm Ward sorry. Two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ward 2. Yes. Um, the opponent of Mike Getz. So we are excited to bring him on tonight and hopefully we can gather some information about who he is, why he's running, what is his platform, what does he plan to do in Beaumont Ward 2? Yes. So we'll be right back with you on Knowledge is Power podcast.
Knowledge is Power Podcast Live with your host, Tony Redford, and my co-host, LaDonna Sherwood and Francis Lawkins. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live starts now. Oh, okay. Okay, LaDonna. Welcome, go. welcome, welcome, Mr. Miles. Let me tell everybody what Knowledge is Power Podcast Live is. It is a platform to share important information by educating Southeast Texas African American communities with valuable information on health, education, finances, politics, and business. We pride ourselves on having our hand in the pulse of the community. We bring you all the up-to-date information from Golden Triangle and Southeast Texas communities, making sure that you know what is going on. And we are super excited to have Miles tonight, who is running for City Council Ward 2. I misspoke earlier. You guys keep me straight. He's running for Ward 2. I'm super excited. Miles, one question before we actually get started, before I turn it over to Francis, tell us what area encompasses Ward 2. So I think for the main aspect of it is the West End of Beaumont. Uh, that's what people kind of, they realize the Ward 2 area as. Uh, when you go north to Folsom, that's a different uh, Ward 1. So the map, you know, for a lot of people that have been reaching out to me can be a little bit confusing. Uh, but for a general sense, the West End of Beaumont uh, encompasses a Ward 2 area. Okay, we're excited. Here we go. All right. Well, I'll start off with the first question, Miles. I kind of um, met you uh, at Lamar University and then by way of just community events, uh, Rotaract and a couple other communities that we set on. I had no idea that you would be running for um, or even interested in local politics. What caused you to um, uh, focus on community and politics and well, I think I think it's so many things that goes into politics that a lot of people don't understand and I think the wealth of my background just being involved within the churches within the Hope Center whether that was on a West End of Port Arthur and the Culverteers Lewis Manor uh, getting my degree in social work working with different agencies in the area getting my master's in public administration and being plugged in and understanding city management so uh since about 2013 i've had my master's and i've been uh, studying i have great friends that worked in the public sector but i've been focusing more so on the private sector i've been involved in different community things like you said rotaract uh, the chamber of beaumont um, leadership beaumont um, the Greater Chamber uh, Mentorship Program. I think all these things start to kind of direct me and understand how our decisions are made in our city. Uh, I've always had a goal of being in politics, but I wanted to wait to the right timing. Uh, my wife has been very supportive of that. Uh, that's something that we feel is, is the right timing now. So uh, for me, I've just looked at the landscape of the city of Bowman and how many things are affected by city council. And so that became more important over the past years. And so I've done a lot of studying. I've attended city council meetings. I've reviewed city budgets. Uh, I've seen the nuts and bolts of what moves things through city council. And so that's important to me. And that's why um, I decided to start um, my process of getting inside of uh, local politics through city council uh, war two position. Okay, what do you feel is your strongest attribute um, to that seat? I think uh, at this very moment, 
my ability to uh, understand the city budget, uh, understand how uh, to work with other city councilmen and get things done for the entire city while getting things done for War Two. And so I think that's a huge thing, having that background of masters in public administration, understanding uh, what the reserve fund is, you know, and different different aspects of the city budget, understanding what the bigger parts of the budget are. Uh, so I think that's that's a large part of my skill set. Another aspect, I think, is my relationships. I, like I have a lot of relationships throughout different community groups uh, and through different organizations all through the city of Beaumont. And so those have given me opportunity to be mentored. And so I'm willing to be mentored as I've been over the years. And that shows that I can work with the older generation. Also, I can work with the younger generation. We need someone who's going to be in that position to uh, consider all factors and lead uh, with a sound mind. And so I think I, I bring that as well. So I think it's a there's it, a lot of things I think I bring to the table. Uh, but those are some of the key areas that I can highlight for you. Okay. Well, I've I heard. Oh, mm -hmm. go ahead, LaDonna, because I've got 100. You yeah, you brought up an important point about not just worrying about war too, but for the greater good of Beaumont. How important is it to focus your efforts solely on war two? Or like you mentioned, Beaumont as a whole, not just your ward. What what do you what would you say the ratio of importance towards your ward or the overarching better good, greater good of Beaumont? I think if we look at it correctly at all, it's equal because mm -hmm. if things are affected on other wards. Eventually, it matriculates to mm -hmm. a ward two. You know, we can look at flooding situations or different infrastructure. So we, if we begin to divert so much dollars in one area, then we'll uh, miss other areas. And so I think it's all equal. I think that's why you have a representative for each ward up there uh, to collaborate, but also lead their particular ward. So I think it's very important. Uh, but you need vision. You need strategy. Uh, you need an innovative mindset to really put forth ideas uh, that can be uh, things that are collaborative and, and ways that can grow our city. Right. Because I was listening to a podcast just before this one and the gentleman was stating that the money uh, for the budget is broken up equally to the four wars. But sometimes certain wars don't actually need that money. There are more war. There are other wars that may be suffering more. And I just kind of wanted to get your you know, input on is it what to first or is it the Beaumont as a whole or, you know, but I'm glad you kind of address that because sometimes that money may be needed in another ward yeah i think that's very important and you know it's incumbent on people to elect uh individuals that represent that ward with the best interest that have ideas to move these dollars forward and understand how to attract these dollars as well because it's mm -hmm. one aspect of dealing with the current budget but it's another educational aspect of how do we get these resources into our community mm -hmm. so there are different incentive projects out there just di i mean you really have to kind of be a forerunner be a visionary. You got to be excited about the growth. You got to collaborate with the citizens. You got to sit in town hall meetings. You got to knock on doors. I think there's a lot of work that has to go into it to represent the citizens. Like they need representation, but we need that education that's going to push them in that area. And I don't mean like a, a in in the sense of a degree. I'm just meaning in the sense of continually being a student of municipal mm -hmm. government or local that government. Go ahead, Francis. Tony, um, you kind of oh, touched on this just a while ago in your question. What I heard you say um, that the time is now. What makes you feel that this is your time? 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a that's a great question. Um, I think one, you, you have to do things like this with the support of your family. And my wife is a huge support uh, factor in this. And so that's one aspect of it. Uh, I think two is you have to have an understanding of what goes into local government. And I think that I've derived that understanding. And three, you have to be willing to put in the work. And with the, the space I'm in now, I think that I'm willing to put in the work in a way that um, I can base it off some of the relationships and different organizations. So I have some a framework to work from now. In years past, I didn't have that framework. And I've always submitted myself to elders to learn different things uh, in all aspects of the city. And so I think I'm at that place where I've been able to kind of ingratiate myself in the community of Beaumont. And now I have a better understanding of how to move the city forward. Uh, It's not just me. It's not going to be just a strong candidate, but it's going to be working together. And because city council is a teamwork type thing. So I understand that. um, And I have the support of my family. And I think that's why the time is now. I want to know what sets you apart from the other candidates that may be running for your award. What is separating you from them? Why? Uh, one, I think that me and my wife have uh, were both from different areas. I'm originally from Houston. Uh, my wife is originally from Bridge City. Uh, we have shared experiences that allow us to see the world differently. Uh, we've developed relationships across philosophy lines that allow us to work with different people. Um, we've been involved in the community. Me and my wife did Leadership Beaumont together. Uh, I served on the steering committee. So we've we've been able to see Beaumont from a micro level, and we'll also be able to see it from a macro level. Uh, I think that my youth is an asset. It's not a liability. Uh, My education can be an asset because it's very it's focused on city management. That that is the sole focus of a master's in public administration degree. Uh, So that education, not just recent, but years past, uh, has helped me. Um, so I think those are things that separate me um, in, in a race like this and understanding that the political climate has become divisive. Uh, that's not uh, um, blaming any particular individual, but that's what it's become. And we need someone who's going to be at the table with a sound mind uh, that can work with both sides, that if we are to have any type of police situation in our city, someone that can sit at the table and defuse, de-escalate these type of situations, one that the community can feel safe with if we are to have a situation. So you're going to need a proactive leader. And that's what I bring to the table, not just reacting to situations to bring solutions in that manner, but proactively collaborating. Uh, th- I think that's a huge asset. So that that's what separates me from the other ones. I'm so excited for you, Miles. It sounds like you're talking about diversity and inclusion and, um, you know, being proactive and, and engaging the community. Now, you mentioned something about uh, your youth being an asset. How do you plan on engaging younger voters? And, you know, a lot a lot of younger voters in the community feel disenfranchised. They feel as if their vote doesn't matter. They feel as if they're being left behind or they don't count or why should I participate in these elections and voting stupid and all of these things that we, me, as a, a get out the vote person, we have to come back. What is your plan to engage younger generations in making sure that they feel the franchise and voting matters and that they can be vocal by exercising their right? 
Yeah, I think that's a multi-layered answer. You know, it's almost like advertising. You can see a billboard and that's one form of advertising. You can get a flyer, that's one form of advertising. Social media is another form. And that's the way that we're going to have to tackle this issue of low voter turnout and seeing that we have more youth engaged. I mean, obviously we can, throughout the process of uh, city council, even after the election in May, we can begin to start uh, getting people more comfortable with the voting process. Because I think this comes as like a new stage of life and we just throw voting at them when it's time to run for a race but after the race is done we don't we don't have enough education going on about this so it's going to be an uphill battle but i think within particularly we're talking about the african-american community uh families are going to be important uh black women are going to be important in pushing uh this we saw stacy abrams do a great job uh in this recent yeah. so we we have to look at what has worked and look at getting behind those people who are motivated uh, to get voter turnout because it's not going to be incumbent on me as a person running solely. It's people in the community that have a heart for having others turn out to vote. And I have to partner with them and uh, see this vision through because it's not my vision. It was their vision. I'm just glad to be a part of it. Um, so I think it's important to see where where have we had the greatest success and getting behind those people who champion that voice of high voter turnout because we know that your vote is your representation. And when we have low voter turnout for years, I've reviewed the numbers, particularly in the War II area. I mean, the voter percentage is so low. And so we have to increase that uh, because I think people have come to a place in life where they just don't want the norm. They don't, you know, I think that may be a motivational factor. Usually issues are more maybe injustice, things like that uh, typically motivate people to vote. And we're facing a time where we're seeing um, issues that look like that. And so we have to get behind people who are advocates for high voter turnout, support them. It's not just going to be a mild show. It's going to be LaDonna pushing this and everybody else that's pushing this. We have to support them because this is going to be a community thing. It's not going to be an individual thing where I can take the credit at the end of the day. You're right. I think that, um, you know, just speaking a grassroots effort, if that's what I hear, what you're saying, people that yes. are going to get out in the trenches and really mm -hmm pick up people and get them to the polls and drop them off and send out those texts and send out those phone calls and, uh, you know, blast them on social media or challenge them, make them feel engaged in different ways. I'm super excited to hear you say that. Tony, do you have well, anything? Miles, yes, I sure do. Now, you know I do. Miles. Miles. Yes, sir. Miles. I'm coming at you, Miles. Listen, Miles. Um, Miles Haynes is running for Ward 2 and in the uh, city council of, for Beaumont. He's a candidate for the city council in Beaumont. But Miles, I've got a couple of questions I want to ask. First, are you willing to work hard towards obtaining certain grants that's available for the city? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, that's obvious. That's obvious. It comes through research. It comes through. Um, so I was a part of the Texas City Manager Association group and being plugged into other cities who are being who are uh, getting these resources helps educate us. It's not just going to be me as an individual plugging away on Google or any uh, peer review research articles or quantitative uh, information or anything like that, but it's going to be uh, having a network of people in different cities and how they have uh, grown their cities from where where they have been to where they are now. Uh, so there are a lot of things that we as a city around 118,000 people, we, we have a lot to uh, learn from. And there are other cities who have gone through this same process 
and pivoted and have grown their city. So it's going to be part of that is going to be uh, in, within network of people who are doing the same type of work. That's why every industry has some type of networking uh, aspect. And another part is just going to be uh, research and, and that proper education comes back to it. Uh, I got my master's in public administration, which is really focused, focused on uh, the city management aspect. And we know that we're in a strong management form of government in the city of Beaumont. So I think those are going to be two uh, of the ways that I would try to attract resources. Uh, and it could be outside of grants. There can be other ways that we can attract these same resources. You know, we have a, a lack of, of people of color uh, on the city council. And we also has a lack of people of color on the city committees and advisory boards and uh, what are you what are you willing to place an African American on those boards or committees? I mean, this is the people behind the scene that's uh, that uh, helping to make some of the decisions that, that brings us bring that to you proposals to you. So, are you willing to to add some African Americans or people of color uh, on those committees? Yeah, let, let's place some value on uh, the, the African-American race. They are very intelligent people in our community who are forerunners, who've been visionary, who have this education and intellect and have the ability to articulate this stuff within boardrooms and on committees. So, of course, I think that's an obvious yes for me. Uh, there are plenty of people out there that that have this skill set within our community that sometimes just have not been reached out to or just been overlooked for whatever reason. But I definitely going to be a proponent of that because we need to uh, get more resources. I think for me, it's a bottom line is these people are maybe the best person for the position. Yes, people of color have that type of skill set and ability. And we need to we need I'm going to focus in on just like that. They have the skill set and ability to move the needle. And that's the most important thing. Uh, and yes, they are black. Yes, they are of a minority. Uh, ethnicity um so for me that's obvious yes of course i'm gonna be on i'm gonna be on your ass if you don't so let me yeah. ask you this um we minority contractors mm -hmm. minority contract we we it's 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 got to change i understand it is a 90 to 10 percent or 20 percent uh only the minorities only get 20 percent of the contracts uh, how can you how can we address that and knowing and if you are elected as councilman in Ward 2 that you're going to put that on your agenda and favor us uh, so that we can have an opportunity for having more minority contracts? Well, I think it starts with one. Hey, we're in the middle of a pandemic and the sales tax is down. So that means that the businesses are affected. The hotel mm -hmm. occupancy tax has spikes, you know, due to recent events here and there because the hotels get filled up, but they uh, you know, from a general consensus, they're down and people still paying property tax. And so we're paying a lot of taxes, but we we need to attract the type of resources and people to the table. So I think that's like like the previous question It's an obvious. Yes, for me. Um, but I believe that these individuals have the skill set. It's not just putting you on there because you're black. It's you've put the work in, you know, there are a lot of people who put the work in and we've got to highlight it in that manner. We've got to even I mean, this is Black History Month, looking at all these uh, stories throughout history where people are pioneers of different things. These people deserve to be at the table. And so that's the way I look at it. Being accountable, we're, you know, we're, you know, and I, I say it in a way that we want to make sure you guys be accountable. 
So tell me, what make you, what make us feel, make us feel better that you are much better than uh, your opponent, the Mighty Mike gets? Could you restate that question again? <laughs> I want to know. We know that I, I we'd like to keep you. At, Accountable. Every councilman, we want to keep accountable. Uh, make sure that you're accountable. Make you accountable. I'm saying I'm, I'm talking mm -hmm. a little fast now, but I'm going to ask you what make. Try to help us to understand this. What 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 can you do, or what, what how can you make us feel like you're much better than your opponent? My guess. The accountability piece, the accountability portion yes. of yes. the opponent. Right. <laughs> so, so I think one level of accountability comes down to how do we measure that? And mm -hmm. that's one of the things I want to highlight about my platform is we don't have ward specific data. So if we, if we don't have ward specific data, how can you measure my success or failure? It'd just be a matter of testimony or somebody said I did good. And I mean, we can just kind of skip over this conversation, but we've got to have a way that we have a litmus test on these city councilmen. And so that's incumbent on me collaborating with the community. So we develop some type of criteria, a rubric uh, that we could grade our councilmen by so we can know what's success and what's failure. But at this point, there's a lot of there's a lot of data for the city, uh, but broken down in wards, that can be a little bit difficult and it's not easily it's not easily accessible. So um, I, I think those things are going to be important on how you grade someone. That's the form of accountability is you're putting me in office um, and the way you hold me accountable is, you know, grading me by numbers, by metrics, like what decisions did I make and how, who did they impact? And so I think that's going to be incumbent on both parties, me in the community or representatives from the community that have a way to hold these city uh, leaders accountable and not just saying it, you know, just like, like I'm mad when this certain decision comes up, but have a strategic plan. We need more strategic planning and not just reactive planning. We need more proactive planning. Uh, so if it's important to certain communities in Beaumont, then they would already have their list and say, this is how we plan on grading you once you get in office. And we want to have a check in with you if you're open to that every quarter. And so once we grade you every quarter, then you can go back to the general public and say, hey, listen, this is how we have graded miles. Uh, and I think that we think he passed the test. And so I think that's the more strategic way we need to go about it, uh, not just uh, not just a, a a blank message. We need a very specific message in how we can grade our leaders in the city of Beaumont. Let me say this, Miles. I want to add something in, uh, Tony, because we've been having, I've been having calls about this doggy park. Mm -hmm. What is your sentiment on this GDMF and doggy park that everybody <laughs> losing their mind over? And why are we spending money on a dog park and the dog park this and the dog park that and blah, 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 blah. Please give us a take on the doggy park. Yeah, so I'll try to do my best job from my understanding regarding the dog park. Uh, this typically, I, from my understanding, this is how the process goes. It takes about two votes to get something on the agenda. Now, once something's on the agenda, then that's presented to the public. And it takes four votes to complete that very objective. Typically, when there are bigger ticket items, that goes through a work session or maybe an executive session, something private meeting with the city council and everybody who will be having a vote. So something like the dog park goes from, hey, we're discussing this behind closed doors. What is everybody thoughts? We've brought this subject up within this circle and now we're gonna present this to the general public. Uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic and yes, we have a reserve fund. A reserve fund is very similar to a savings account. Uh, 
So in the middle of a pandemic, when we're not really sure if we'll hit another spike, if another shutdown happens, or even we look at the situation with this recent ice storm hitting us just right now, how will the city use those reserve funds? So we have 44 million in the reserve fund at this very moment. So I think the idea from my understanding, just watching city council meetings is that we could pull from that reserve fund to make a dog, uh, to create this dog park inside of Rogers Park. And I think in the middle of a pandemic, that's probably, um, it, it could be a tough fiscally conservative decision. Like, is it fiscally conservative to do a dog park in the middle of a pandemic? I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Uh, but I think the council has taken. I think we're that sure, matter. Miles. It's not. It's not a good idea. <laughs> okay. And the general. I was, yeah, was waiting on that. I was waiting it's on just no. Now. <laughs> now, you smooth. Now you smooth. But I was waiting on the answer. Is it? Is it time? It. it, no. it it's, to me, it's not. We have it's, other it's, things. We have yeah. other issues. We've got water <laughs> issues. Brown water issues. We've got. Uh, roaded streets. Uh, we've got right now people living with, without power. You know, we've got a whole lot of uh, uh, issues in Beaumont. Yeah, and I mean, uh, we, I think we have a dog park in the city of Beaumont, and maybe we want to upgrade security in that manner so people can enjoy the dog park if it's in a less secure area, or maybe looking at another facility like the athletic complex where you have basketball court, tennis courts, all those facilities there where it's more family friendly, they have a bigger parking lot and maybe that could accommodate something of this nature. But I think uh, I'm not the person who votes on it. The city council did not, I mean, they went against this uh, item and I think it'll be tabled uh, for future conversation from my understanding. <clears throat> but okay. it, it, obviously they decided it wasn't the time. So okay. I guess I don't have to speak to that. Okay. Would you be um, would you lean on the, having limited term on council? Am I for term limits? Yes. I'm not opposed to term limits. Uh, I, I'm for voter turnout. And I think when voters turn out, that's that could be a form of a term limit. I'm not against it. I support term limits, but we've had so much low voter turnout over the years that you know, maybe people haven't got out and voted. And I want to encourage people in that manner that if we get out and vote and we don't want the representatives that are running, then we can select the individuals that we do want. And so I, I would like to see that grow over the years, but I'm not against term limits. Um, I'm open to it. Well, how can you, how, what do you have in mind to boost the uh, increase in voting? Well, I think this recent national election kind of brought, um, either uh, a lot of conversations at the dinner table and people had some hard conversations to have. And so issues in life that have to be personal for an individual lead them to vote. And when it comes to a city council type um, election, it just, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of personal issues because city council can have so much jargon or language that people don't really understand. So the focus is not there. People are worried about their family, their kids. They're in the middle of a pandemic. So they're trying to stay safe. They're, you know, people are losing jobs or taking lower wages. So I think the focus is not really on, you know, on city council and just having to drive that direction back to city council. It could be uh, if we want to make different updates to our city, we post that throughout the city so we can keep people engaged throughout the whole voting process. That's going to be key, but it's it's the highest. It's the voter turnout that we need to really focus on as well, in addition to that conversation. Francis? So um, what I hear, um, and I've heard a lot 
uh, with my guests is that with his constituents, he um, is really involved in War Two. I I am actually a voter uh, representing War Two. But what is your plan um, if you have a plan to continue the camaraderie if elected um, council for War Two? How would you maintain that? How would you keep your name in the voters, I guess, mouth, if you will? In a positive way, of course. Yeah, I, I think, and I want people to understand that when you become a city council, you have a little stipend you get. I think it's a monthly stipend. You get a car stipend and get a cell phone stipend. So following up on issues when it comes to individuals is, a, is the management component of being a city council. But there is a leadership component outside of that as well that is within council and that is regarding certain decisions within your ward to move it forward. So I'm committed to following up on every issue that comes spontaneously or however it comes to follow up and make sure that those things are uh, solved for my citizens of War II. But in addition to that, we've got to focus on what type of technology we're using uh, to best plan infrastructure and solve those situations. Um, from my understanding, I think the city is using uh, some group uh, that has driven all 85 square miles or 82, 85 square miles of the city of Beaumont and it has graded uh, the infrastructure at different levels. And when you have that information, then we can tell what areas of the city have bad infrastructure and what areas of the city have good infrastructure. And so therefore we know how to proactively as best as possible, try to solve some of these problems. Uh, another important part for me is quality of life. I think parks are important, especially in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, I think people start to understand a little bit better now. Uh, we need better amenities at our parks. I mean, and I think that's important across all wards. So when it comes to something like that, I think that should be an all ward type decision. Well, if we make any changes in one park, uh, let, let's give a key example. Let's say it was the dog park, for example, and I was quote unquote for a dog park, then I wouldn't call it. Uh, it could be a dog park at Rogers Park, but you would dedicate a space at each park within each ward. So every ward will dedicate a certain space and they can maybe do a basketball court or a disc golf, whatever that budget would allow so that the whole city has improved in regards to the parks. I um, think those things are going to be important. Um, and security is going to be an issue as well. I think we don't we don't realize that security or uh, crime has increase just a little bit. I mean, when you got sales tax down, when you have hotel occupancy tax down, then the workforce is slowly starting to kind of dwindle a little bit. And we have national legislation that could really impact our area as far as the type of jobs that we have. And that's the kind of conversation we need to have so we can have people back to work or more consistently getting the kind of jobs that they were previously had before the pandemic started. Those things are going to be important. So I'm focused on the local economy, infrastructure, quality of life. And I want people to be able to measure what I'm talking about. I think we need war specific data. We need to have data that we can provide to our citizens and say, listen, this was a this is what I have done. And the numbers show it. And at this very moment, we don't have a lot of war specific data across all wars. This is just general information we have for the city of Beaumont, but we, you know, we don't have everything broken down per ward. And I think that's important to measure how we can get projects done and what kind of funding will we be able to attract to certain projects if we don't have the numbers. And we can't be reactive in all our leadership. We have to be proactive. Okay. All right, guys, uh, you have any more questions, we can go to the comment board. 
Let's see what the community has to say. Okay, let's go to the comment board. Okay, um, Miles, uh, Jonathan Williams is asking, experience would be a main point of your opponents. Will you, how would you combat that? Well, I think we have to look at it from in the last 10 years, the city of Bowman hasn't really grown that much. And so what, you know, what is the experience we're talking about? Is this the experience of growth? Is this the experience of the things that we want in our city? And if that's the experience, then yes, that the incumbent or that individual has the upper hand. But when the experience is not proven in the aspect of its growth for the city, to me, that's not my focus. My, not, my focus is not that kind of experience. Maybe we need a new experience. Okay. Terry Roy is asking uh, in, in War II, uh, we need more equality amongst the neighborhoods. The uh, Amelia area is in need of work. What yeah, that that's I can understand that that's a huge component. I've talked to Terry and I've seen different posting from people in that uh, that area. You know, I, we have to go back to the idea of what uh, the digital age has done to our communities. We I grew up knowing my neighbors. We used to hang out with our neighbors. That's not the case anymore around different communities within Beaumont. You know, some people could pull in their driveway and as soon as they pull their car in, that garage door, garage door comes right down. And that sense of community is not there anymore. Obviously, we have to work through uh, the neighborhood association groups and maybe door knocking, but we've got to encourage citizens to get back to that community because community was all we had back in the day. And I think we're losing that sense of community. And when we lose that sense of community, the accountability uh, in these communities uh, for our leaders sometimes uh, goes lower and lower. So we need to get back to uh, grassroots, uh, understanding people's issues and presenting that data. That's why the data is important to understand that, hey, if it's a million area that has horrible infrastructure, then we can focus in on that. Obviously, this is not an overnight situation. So I'm not going to present this false promise that we can solve it, but we sure can have data to know how we're going to go about solving or trying to fix these issues over time. Okay, we've got a new one. Uh, let's see here. Nope, I thought we did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we do. Uh, okay, I have, I have a question. Um, okay. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I have a question. Uh, we've been uh, kind of just asking you some questions. Do you have something that you had prepared as far as what your platform is or what your five hot topics are that you plan on addressing with the city? Or do you have a plan for like your first hundred days or whatever your main five topics or points are that you plan on addressing that are going to be your signature? Miles Haynes, I'm elected. This is what I'm working on and focused on. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that's going to be on my uh, platform is data. I'm going to keep driving at home because you do not know how to measure a leader if you do not have the information to measure that leader by. Uh, we know it takes four votes within council to get something done. You know how many takes, you know how many average votes it takes to get somebody elected. But after we get those numbers, what are the numbers that we're going to grade this elected official by? And so I want to present that type of platform um, or that type of uh thing to the community where we know how to measure certain things, whether that's crime, infrastructure, quality of life, uh, parks, um, and different things like that. I think that that's going to be one of the main components. Uh, another one is going to be a workforce initiative. 
I think it's essential that we start to understand the digital space. And I mean by that is the e-commerce space. Uh, we ask our businesses to have lower occupancy. We ask them to shut down. But did we ever present them with any training for the businesses who were not ready for the digital age? I mean, some of these businesses have to sell online. And so we could better equip our businesses in the business community. And obviously, we have uh, the Bowman the, the Bowman Chamber of Commerce and uh, Southeast Texas Economic Development Foundation. Uh, but we need to present that type of information to a city like Beaumont, where the median income is a little bit under, really it's under 50K. Uh, but how do we best prepare these businesses when it comes to website presence, SEO, Google ad, uh, PPC, uh, things like that, that are going to be essential in, 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 sh in surviving during these times. Like if you can't manage a digital presence with a business, it's going to be really tough to survive unless you had a really strong customer base. And that's not uh, th that's not the uh, story favorite small business. So small businesses in our local economy is important. And another aspect of that is these local contracts, making sure that we're trying to increase that. Now, there's no legal way to say we must award this much contracts um i would you know probably need to do way more research before i put a number on that but focusing in on the type of business that we're doing with um organizations or businesses outside of our area and try to focus that those dollars into our city i think those are going to be important uh to me quality of life is important uh through the parks those are how people are enjoying family life for the most part uh outside of other things another one is transportation uh, transportation is, from my understanding, people are talking about cutting that budget. I'm not for cutting the transportation budget. We need to make that more efficient because those people who get on transportation don't have the same capabilities as me. They can't use an app to do ride share. So if we decide to cut the, the transportation budget. That's going to eliminate a lot of people who can't afford cars at this very moment. So we need to be looking at that. To me, that's a that's a citywide issue. That's it, it's very easy to look at that and say, hey. This is what I'm talking about when it comes to transportation. So those are just some of the main things that I'm going to be focusing in on. Okay, two minutes, two minutes. Answer this question here. How important it is to get the four votes? Oh, that's very important. Done on the council. That's very important. That's really how you you really should grade your councilman within the council. So when he steps within the chambers, it, we know that it takes two votes to get something on the agenda but it takes four votes within the council to get something passed. So we can't blame someone why we didn't get something passed. It's on it's on the skill set of the individual. So if you have the skill set, then you should be able to work collaboratively with your councilman to get four votes. It's that simple. That's how you grade a councilman inside of the chambers. It's that simple. Thank you, Miles Haynes, candidate for War Two, Beaumont, Texas, uh, city councilman. Um, we wish you all the best, uh, um, Miles and Francis. Um, uh -huh. Madonna, you're heading in. Last oh, word yes, I do, of course. Um, I am super excited about the job you did here tonight on this platform, Miles. And as you know, I will still be hosting your uh candidate series meet meet and greet on March the 3rd. We're, we didn't move your date, okay. uh, we just moved. The other candidate back a week so uh we pushed aj and them back you're still at your scheduled time at nails sports born grill that's 2820 washington boulevard on miles third i mean on march 3rd you can meet miles haynes and he's running for ward two and we are gonna have a really exciting 
uh, candidate meet and greet. And I'm looking forward to hosting this event. And I can't wait to see what you're going to do in the future. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yes. there we go. There we go. We got you up there, girl. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, also um, on April the 3rd, uh, we are going to, let me move these, this banner out the way. Uh, which banner is that? Uh, let's see here. Okay, there we go. We're gonna we're gonna um, have the Beaumont Urban Podcast team, uh, and we're gonna have a candidate debate April the third. That's gonna be with DJ Man TV, uh, Perspective, uh, the the Kickback, and Blue Table Talk, and of course, Knowledge is Power Podcast crew will be there as well. Uh, this is going to be a big major mass uh, debate for the candidates April the 3rd at 4.30 on a Saturday. And we hope to have all the candidates so you can get to know who your candidate is uh, doing for the next uh, upcoming election. So Miles, you can share a little, one minute, let you share your last thoughts with the, uh, your, the folks that's listening. Yes. Hey, I'd like to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to me on this night. I know it's kind of tragic for some people in different parts of the city. They've lost power. Uh, I got personal. My, my parents in Houston have lost power and can't get access to gas. So we know that uh, taking this time out in a, um, in a tough season, it can be hard. But visit my website at votemileshaines.com. Um, visit me on Facebook, Miles Haynes for City Council Award 2. Uh, message me, get to know me. I'm sitting down with citizens having dinner. Uh, we're having conversations. We're trying to move the community forward. Uh, I'm excited and I thank you for the opportunity. Miles Haynes, candidate for War Two, Beaumont City Council. Thank you, everybody. This is us again on Sunday. Uh, we're back here Sunday at seven o'clock, right here on Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Thank you for watching Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Be sure to like and subscribe to all Knowledge is Power social media pages.